When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. John, what do you think of the name Commanders? <laughs> you, you grew up here. You grew up here. You were a fan of the team. What do you think of the name Commanders? Personally, it'll always be the Redskins. And, <laughs> and that's answer. why we and when, I, and when I talk to people out, I say Redskins. Obviously, when I'm on TV, you know, you got to be politically correct and say the commanders. But, I mean, be, being a fan here, I mean, it'll always be the Redskins. That'll never change. I did not know that Denton was coming with that. I swear to you. Because really, on a day like today, um, that is, again, down the list because it's about winning first. But that was Friday night in Bethesda. John was great. He always is. Um, I've mentioned to all of you over the last several years what a high-quality young man John Allen is and how lucky the organization has been to have him. Uh, But let me just say this. All of us, uh, for both stations, um, 106.7 The Fan and and the Team 980, we're really lucky to be there on Friday night and so appreciative of so many of you uh, that came out. The event was sold out in Bethesda. It was a little bit unwieldy at times, I understand that, but man, um, getting a chance to see so many of you that I haven't seen in a while, to meet many of you that I've never met, to put faces to voices. I met Ian for the first time. Doesn't look like what I had imagined. Um, Not that there was anything wrong with the way he looked. Ian looked fine. Um, But it was really, really um, special uh, to see so many of you. And it was much appreciated by all of us. I know that. Uh, Denton was with me, and we sat there for, you know, an hour plus after the event just to, 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 to really get a chance to meet so many of you and have conversations with so many of you. It's so much better to have conversations face-to-face, voice-to-voice versus on Twitter, on X which, as many of you know, is not my favorite place to have conversations. Uh, But thank you. Um, And yes, uh, John Allen's answer to that may have been the most raucous the place got all night long. I would tell all of those out in Ashburn that even would suggest that this isn't a major topic uh, to tune in every once in a while um, to what uh, the longtime fans certainly think of it. But anyway, this was a very busy weekend for our Washington football franchise. The head coach officially announced by the team on Saturday afternoon via a press release. Dan Quinn will formally be introduced today at 2.30 in Ashburn. We will carry it live 
right here on the team 980. I'm saying that. I actually don't have confirmation of that. I'm assuming we're carrying it live at 2.30, correct, Denton? Yeah, we are carrying it live at 2.30. Yes. So tune in. Uh, just keep it here all day because they're going to be there are going to be more reports and more additions uh, to the staff as we go through the week. But today will be the first chance to hear from, I would imagine, Josh Harris briefly and then Adam Peters perhaps more in depth and then Dan Quinn, of course. And I would imagine that the coordinators that we now apparently have locked down, according to a lot of the reporting, Cliff Kingsbury reportedly will get a three-year deal, three years, three years to become the OC here, uh, while Joe Witt Jr. will be the defensive coordinator. We had a sense that that was a direction the team wanted to go in last week based on the reporter. He was in Dallas as the Cowboys' secondary coach and passing game coordinator uh, for the last few years. There will be more news, as I said, coming today and the rest of the week on the staff. But look, here we are, all right, Uh, February 5th. The two big hires are over and done with, and the next two important hires are also due to be in-house shortly. We got the number one GM on the market in Adam Peters. They got one of their top choices, yes they did, in Dan to be their head coach. The all-important offensive coordinator position after they hired a defensive head coach goes to one of the more influential and influenced offensive minds in football over the last 15 years. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury and the defensive coordinator, uh, that's Cliff Kingsbury, of course. The defensive coordinator spot goes to longtime NFL uh, lifer Joe Witt Jr., who's been with Dan Quinn for the last four seasons in both Dallas and in Atlanta. So here we are. All of the answers are in for the key spots. We've debated, we've speculated, we've wondered, we've waited since the moment ownership changed hands about who would be the core of the new era of Washington football under Josh Harris, and we now have our answers. Quinn, Peters, Kingsbury, Joe Witt Jr. These are the names we will be talking about for the next few years minimum. Uh, Busy weekend, uh, not just for Washington, but just in sports in general. How about what Bradley Beal came in here and did yesterday? Uh, We'll get to some of that during Denton's news. Uh, But we do have a busy guest day on the show. All right, Ben Standig's going to join us early. Um, He's going to be discussing uh, everything that came about this weekend, and we will have an in-depth conversation for sure about Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Sam Fortier is going to join us on the show today. Sam wrote uh, an in-depth piece on Cliff Kingsbury when he was at the Athletics, so uh, we will talk to Sam at 11.35. Um, At 11 a.m., Uh, We will be talking to Ryan Abraham. Ryan is, of course, Denton, as you uh, describe Ryan's position. He is? He covers USC football. He's one of the most in-the-know guys around that USC uh, program. So he's going to be a fan. And then Randy Mueller will be with us at 1235. So a jam-packed show for all of you today. Still upset over Quinn, some of you? Even more upset, some of you, over Kingsbury? 
look, have at it all you want. You're certainly entitled to your opinion. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and try to change it. Um, I just, as I said on Thursday and Friday, it's just a very curious uh, situation here. Um, but understandable on some level. Uh, we all wanted Dan gone. We wanted Harris to hire a competent GM. Um, and Dan's gone, and the new owner's in, and the new uh, new owner hired a competent GM, and now they're making decisions, and some of you think they continue to botch one decision after another. I will tell you what I told you at the end of last week. I am definitely in benefit of the doubt mode. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to think critically, that I'm not going to have comments, certainly when we get to players, um, which we see much more of. Um, But I am all in for what they are doing right now. There isn't anything that they have done so far that screams, oh my God, what are you doing? Nothing from my standpoint. Now, the one nit to pick for me, as I've mentioned before, um, but there's clearly a reason for it. I just wish that a Mike Vrabel had been entertained at some point as a possibility uh, had been interviewed. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on there. We may find out what's going on there, uh, but something's um, uh, happening with Vrabel as to why he didn't get a job. That's the one thing that I would have preferred to have been a part of the process. Um, maybe Harbaugh as well to a certain degree, but definitely Vrabel um, because Harbaugh probably wanted a level of control that this group wasn't willing to dole out, you know, whether it was to Belichick or Harbaugh, perhaps Vrabel would have been in a, in a different position or maybe he wouldn't have. Um, but overall I am all in on what they're doing. Um, I will sit back and I will critically look at everything they do moving forward, but really it's going to be hard to know for sure until they start to play games. Not that, that we, not that we won't have strong opinions or at least opinions on the free agent moves on what they decide to do with their own roster, which is what comes next in the month of February and in the month of March. Not that we won't have disagreements on certain draft choices, uh, that uh, are selected um, in late April, early May. Um, but really, it will be impossible to really know whether or not they got it right until they start to play games, and lots of them. Because this is, right now, compared to most NFL situations, this is going to be a rebuild. You don't have to go through rebuilds in the NFL, especially when you have a lot of cap space and a lot of draft choices, but it is going to be a rebuild because you're probably starting over at quarterback, and rarely do you get the C.J. Stroud rookie season. More often than not, it takes some time with a rookie quarterback, and you'll want to build around that rookie quarterback, which they'll have the opportunity to do in free agency and through the draft. Uh, But I am all in, benefit of the doubt, can't wait to see what they do with the roster, um, which we will get a chance over the next couple of months to discuss. Um, But we talked about Quinn in in great detail on Friday. Now let's talk about Cliff Kingsbury. So, um, look, I loved Mike Leach. Mike Leach is one of my all-time favorite characters, 
in football. Mike Leach was the late Mike Leach was also clearly um, in football, uh, certainly at the college level, one of the most influential coaches of the last thirty years, uh, going you know back even beyond the thirty years, uh, and Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you know, was an outstanding quarterback uh, in college, uh, as you probably know. Cliff Kingsbury played Texas Tech. He played for Spike Dykes, um, and then and that was uh, who recruited him and signed him. And then Mike Leach took over from 2000 to 2002 for his final uh, three seasons at Texas Tech. And Cliff Kingsbury was clearly influenced by Mike Leach, as were many. I mean, the list of people influenced by Mike Leach in the air raid offense. Um, it, it's it's years long. It's quarterbacks long. But it exposed uh, Cliff Kingsbury at an early young age to a way of playing football that has become more of what you see in the NFL. Not primarily what you see in the NFL, but the air raid offense we have seen you know, different versions of it uh, in the NFL before. It doesn't mean that that's exactly what he will be when he comes here. Uh, don't, you know, if you if you think they're throwing the ball 50 times a game and that they're going to run the spread and it's going to be an RPO-heavy offense, I wouldn't necessarily think that to be true. Check out some of the numbers in Arizona. Are you going to see a lot of shotgun more than under center? Probably. Um, are you going to see, you know, quicker throws, lots of line of scrimmage throws, lots of screens, probably, but that will be, that will depend on personnel as well. Um, but Cliff Kingsbury influenced so much by Mike Leach, you know, he had an incredible college career. Cliff Kingsbury did. Cliff Kingsbury was the recipient of the Sammy Ball Award for the best passer in college football. Set Big 12 records through for over 12,000 yards and 95 touchdowns, almost all of them, uh, during the Mike Leach reign. He did not have a, a legitimate NFL career. He was drafted by the Patriots uh, in the sixth round. Sixth round, sound familiar? Of the 2003 NFL draft, but did not have much of an NFL career, although he did win a ring. He was uh, a Super Bowl ring recipient uh, as a member of the 2003 New England Patriots, spent much of that year on the injured reserve. But his coaching career started in 2008 as a quality control coach, which is what all coaches essentially have as an entry-level position at the University of Houston. All right, and at the University of Houston, he was significant working for Dana Holgerson, who was the offensive coordinator at the time, would eventually become a longtime head coach at West Virginia back at Houston. Uh, and Case Keenum, he was given a lot of credit for Case Keenum's incredible success as a quarterback at Houston. He jumped to AM with Kevin Sumlin, who was on that Houston staff, and he coached. At, at the at Texas A&M, Johnny Manziel as the offensive coordinator to Kevin Sumlin in 2012, Heisman Trophy winner. He went back to Texas Tech 
uh, as the head coach a year later, uh, taking the job after Tommy Tuberville uh, departed abruptly, by the way, to head to Cincinnati. Um, And at Texas Tech became the third youngest coach uh, in college football. In 2013, he coached Baker Mayfield, all right, before Baker went on to Oklahoma. Um, He coached Davis Webb, who ended up in the NFL. In 2015, um, they had uh, a team that had a quarterback by the name of Patrick Mahomes, who he coached. 4,653 yards and 36 passing touchdowns. Uh, in twenty seventeen, in twenty sixteen, and twenty seventeen, and then finally in twenty eighteen, up and down seasons, even with Mahomes, and he was high. He was fired by Texas Tech following twenty eighteen, and hired by USC to be their offensive coordinator. However, uh, after taking the gig at USC in December of twenty eighteen. NFL teams, when the NFL season ended, started to reach out to him. Lynn Swan was the athletic director at the time at USC. He blocked requests from NFL teams saying Kingsbury had already signed a contractual agreement to be the USC offensive coordinator. Somehow he got out of that. He interviewed with the Jets. He interviewed with the Cardinals. And he took the head coaching job in Arizona. Uh, In Arizona. Arizona over four seasons, 28, 37, and one. Uh, coaching Kyler Murray, he had the one season in 2021 where they went 11 and six after starting, by the way, if you recall, 10 and two that year, and then lost an absolute hideous wild card game. First one ever uh, played on a Monday night against the Rams, where Kyler Murray really looked awful. And the entire staff, led by Cliff Kingsbury, the entire offense looked way in over their skis. It was one of the more awful performances we've seen in recent memory in the NFL playoffs. It was an offense that basically went backwards the entire night. Uh, they lost to the Rams 34-11 to and managed 183 yards of total offense. They were 0-9 on third downs, and they looked completely overmatched by those Rams on that night. That Rams team obviously went on, as we know, to win a Super Bowl. But we're not hiring Cliff Kingsbury to be the head coach. We're hiring him here, Washington is, to be the offensive coordinator, to work for a leader first and foremost in Dan Quinn, but also an outstanding defensive mind. Cliff Kingsbury has been one of the most influential and one of the most influenced offensive coaches over the last 15 years in football in general. His record overall at at, uh, at as a head coach um, in the in the spots that he's been, whether it was Texas Tech and Arizona, is not a winning record as a head coach. He had winning seasons, had some good seasons, coached some outstanding players, coached up some outstanding quarterbacks, was around a lot of quarterbacks. There are a lot of quarterbacks that will point to Cliff Kingsbury and say, this is a guy that knows quarterbacks. Um, we will see if his first gig in the NFL as just an offensive coordinator works out better than him as a head coach. What we do know about him is that he is a mentor to young quarterbacks. He will also have 
the information on the quarterbacks in college. He's been involved in recruiting. He's been involved in understanding the Caleb Williams um, of the world. This has been the direct link since the Kingsbury News started to to, to filter out on Friday uh, after it was possible that Chip Kelly was going to be the guy. The Raiders tried to hire Kingsbury. I guess Washington's deal ultimately of three years uh, was going to be a better deal for Kingsbury. It's still going to be interesting to see where Chip Kelly lands, Denton, by the way. Um, but anyway, um, I think the Caleb Williams, you know, the link between Kingsbury and Caleb Williams, while obviously it's a real link, he was an offensive advisor at USC this past year, I don't think it guarantees anything with respect to Washington picking Caleb Williams, whether he's there at two or whether or not you have to trade up to one. Um, I think, in fact, perhaps his greatest initial value will be to evaluate the quarterbacks to help Adam Peters as a due diligence go-to guy in the building on the quarterbacks, specifically Caleb Williams. I have no idea what it means, whether or not he's a Caleb Williams fan or not a fan. But I would suggest to all of you that think that this is going to ultimately end up in Caleb Williams being in a Washington uniform. I'd put the brakes on on that Um, because it would not surprise me If there are people in the building, uh, including the new general manager, who like other quarterbacks just as much, if not more, than Caleb Williams. We'll see. Uh, But everything's done now. Uh, And we will uh, certainly um, have opinions as to what they do with personnel. But uh, I'm fine with the hire of Cliff Cliff Kingsbury. Denton is a big college football guy, too, so I want to ask you. I mean, we started to talk about Chip Kelly the other day. Um, Chip Kelly could end up with the Raiders. That would not shock me if that happens. By the way, I think that speaks to a lot of things going on. The BC coach taking a coordinator job, if Kelly ends up taking a coordinator job, just it says a lot about college football right now with the portal, with NIL, etc., and how many coaches don't love coaching in college anymore. But you and I haven't talked about Kingsbury. Uh, You know the college game. What do you think? Uh, Well, first, I don't think Chip Kelly's going to uh, Vegas. I think they hired Luke Getze. Oh, they did Um, hire Getze? That's right, they did. Yeah, so so he's not going there. I think he's going to stay in uh in college for at least another season i know we got a couple of ucla fans that listen to us so uh on behalf of our show we apologize um i like the cliff kingsbury hiring i don't necessarily love it per se but i like it i I think when as far as designing offense goes i do think there's a benefit to having him he's not the the perfect play caller by any stretch of the imagination but I, i think based on what you're attempting to do and you know i think everyone's focused on uh caleb williams Kevin, and understandably, because they they work together at at USC, I think our guy Jaden Daniels probably fits really well in the Cliff Kingsbury offense as well. So if Caleb goes number one to Chicago, I think Jaden Daniels to number to not going number two to Washington makes a little bit more sense. I think the, I think the fans will like him though. I, I do. He's a, he's a personable dude, and as long as the offense is moving the football, I think everyone's going to enjoy him. So I think the hire is good. You get a name. It's not just another dude from the Dallas Cowboys staff. So he's already Dan Quinn is already doing better than Ron Rivera. Uh, well, that's true. Um, he's not hiring somebody's son uh, who was on his staff as well. Um, the thing about the Kingsbury hire, I'll just mention this. I do think, like, if they had, 
Ben Johnson in mind, as an example, at some point, um, which, you know, there was more reporting on Ben Johnson over the weekend. Jenna Lane talking about Ben. I mean, this clearly came from Ben Johnson's agent. All right. uh, That he was not impressed with Washington, uh, referred to Washington as basketball people that thought they knew a little bit too much about football. I don't know that Adam Peters is a basketball guy. I think that's coming straight from Ben Johnson's agent. She also had in there, it was a he said, he said that Washington wasn't very impressed. Look, the Ben Johnson thing's over. It's a bullet dodged, by the way. And, and, and based on what we've learned here over the last week, week and a half, well, week really, um, because it was one week ago that he was supposed to be interviewing uh, with Washington. Uh, man, we packed a lot into a week. It almost seems like two weeks ago now. But the one thing that I would say is just that if they had in mind a Ben Johnson style of offensive football, um, which is not really that similar to a Cliff Kingsbury style of football, Jared Goff under center a lot, using a lot of run game, using a lot of marriage of run pass together. Um, and you go to Kingsbury. The only thing that, you know, I, I, it just it's odd to me that Ben Johnson, without a doubt, Ben Johnson was a focus for Washington. I, I don't know that it was, as we've talked about, you know, a lot here over the last three or four shows. I don't know that it was a done deal. Uh, and in fact, Ben, uh, Ben Standing, who will join us at 1035. Um, he wrote a good story with Diana Rossini this morning. Um, and I think it really was in many ways what Ben thought all along. A lot of, you know, the narrative out there was how infatuated they were with Ben Johnson and how clear cut of a number one he is. I don't know if that ever was reflective of, um, of what they really felt. I think that they certainly wanted to, pursue Ben Johnson to see what he was about um, because who wouldn't with what the Detroit offense has been but the Ben Johnson style of offense is completely different than the Cliff Kingsbury style of offense that's the only thing for me that I think about when I think about you know Kingsbury's offense you will see a lot of shotgun you will see a lot of quick game, a lot of screen game, a lot of bubble game, a lot a lot of that. No matter who the quarterback is, unless he's much more adapt adaptable to the talent that he has and you know that's been more of a system his system and players adapting to his system. Doesn't mean he doesn't run the ball. They have run the ball. I mean, David Johnson had good seasons. Um, James Conner uh, was on that uh, team. By the way, he got a hell of a lot out of Colt McCoy as a backup quarterback. Some of Colt's best games as a pro were with Arizona when Cliff Kingsbury was coaching uh, that team. Uh, but by the way, you know what? Remind me of that. That should, I just reminded myself. I mean, we, remind me to reach out to Colt. Try to get him. Uh, on the show because Colt played for uh, Kingsbury a couple of years, right? I'm pretty sure a couple of years. Um, Yeah, he was a backup for a couple of years there. Yeah. uh, The years 21 was Kingsbury's last year. Colt McCoy had to have been on that team because I think he played a bunch of their games as they were building towards the postseason. Right? Yeah, I'm played on two. Uh, played on. Yeah, played that one season. Pl- played in eight games with Cliff Kingsbury 
as his coach. By the way, in the eight games that he played for Cliff Kingsbury, Colt McCoy completed 74.7% of his passes, um, was 74 of 99, had um, the highest QBR of his career. Now, again, limited action when Kyler Murray was hurt, uh, but Colt McCoy may have had some of the best games of his career under Cliff Kingsbury. We should really try to get Colt on the show. Um, I'm making a note of that right now. See, we talk ourselves through things and into things uh, live, spontaneously. Um, But that would be the one thing I would just say is that, you know, they went from thinking and being perhaps enamored with Ben Johnson's offense, maybe not with Ben Johnson ultimately, but with Ben Johnson's offensive approach. And it's not Kingsbury's offensive approach. And if you're asking me which would you prefer, I'd prefer Ben Johnson's offensive pr- uh, approach, personally. I think it's the more tried and true formula in today's NFL. You know, it, it's it's more of what you expect with teams that end up getting on a roll and being nearly unstoppable if the talent's right. And sometimes you don't even need the best talent see San Francisco. You know, um, but... Uh, that would be the one thing that would be interesting to find out how they went from perhaps being or looking for somebody like Ben Johnson or somebody like him to run that kind of an offense to Cliff Kingsbury. Um, we may find a lot about that today. 2.30, uh, we will have the live Dan Quinn press conference right here. So I mentioned that he's been one of the most influential and influenced Uh, college coaches, you know, football coaches in general over the last 15 years, and that Mike Leach was probably as much of an influencer for him uh, as anybody else was, and Leach influenced many. This was was Cliff Kingsbury shortly after Mike Leach passed away just about 14 months ago. He was still the the head coach uh, in... um, was he still the head coach in Arizona? Yeah, he was still the head coach in Arizona, and this is what he said. Yeah, I think just, um, you know, one of the most impactful offensive minds ever in the history of college football. I don't know if he'll ever get that credit because of the quirkiness, you know, because of the presentation, if you will. But um, when you look at how much he changed the game and, and the figures in the current game, whether it's Mahomes that obviously was touched by him through Texas Tech and, and me and, you know, some of the concepts that, I learned, you know, he learned, and um, you look at the Heisman Trophy presentation, three of those guys up for the Heisman were coached by guys who learned under Leach, and so um, he's all over it. And the innovativeness uh, throughout the state of Texas when he was, you know, beating really good teams with lesser talent because of the spread offense, because of what he was doing, it just it changed the game forever. Um, and just, the, just playing for him, being able to watch, I had only been around a certain type of coach or ever seen a certain type of coach. And so a guy who had those type of ideas and would allow players to offer up ideas and actually listen and things of that nature, um, way ahead of his time. So he was a great person, great man, a great coach, and uh, will be dearly missed. Leach, Holgerson, Kingsbury, Lincoln Riley, Sonny Cumbie, Josh Heupel, Graham Harrell, the list goes on and on and on his influence in the college game in particular. Um, And that was Kingsbury talking about him shortly after his passing December of 2022, uh, just over a year ago. All right, Ben Standing next. 
Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. 
That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. So at 11, Ryan Abraham is a USC football insider. Um, He was there this year for Caleb Williams. He was there this year for uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, He'll join us at 11. Sam Fortier wrote a piece on Kingsbury a few years ago. He's going to join us at 1135. Randy Mueller, um, former NFL GM for many years, will be our guest at 1235. Ben's joining us a little bit earlier today uh, because – I wanted him on earlier because Ben and Diana just wrote a lengthy piece. Um, As I've told you many times before, it really does make sense, and it's so worth it to be a subscriber to The Athletic. I am, and you get really good stories, really well-researched stories like Ben and Diana wrote this morning on how the commanders landed Dan Quinn amid twists, turns, and outrageous actions. Um, Look, the conversation back and forth over the weekend between Ben Johnson's agent probably going through Jenna Lane and the Garofalo stuff from last week. At this point, who cares, really? I think it's a bullet dodged. Um, I don't think this guy's a head coach right now uh, and didn't want to be a head coach right now. Um, And by the way, I don't even think it's a bullet dodged. I don't think that they would have actually, if they had sat down with him, would have actually made a formal offer to him. Uh, but anyway, we've got Quinn, we've got Kingsbury, we've got Joe Witt Jr., we've got Adam Peters. Four big hires we've been wondering, discussing, waiting, and now they're all apparently in-house and Quinn will be announced and will hold his first introductory press conference today at 2.30. Again, you will hear it live here on the Team 980. Ben's with us, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Before we get to Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr., just sum up for everybody that has not read the story that you and Diana wrote, um, just the twists and turns of the last month as Washington settled in on Dan Quinn. Yeah, look, obviously the Ben Johnson uh, rumor was the one that was the predominant one for a month. And, you know, I obviously we've talked about – Previously, about you know some skepticism I was having, and you know and other things that were out there or whatever. I think what was interesting about it is that you know whether it's because we always kind of assume at times that a lot of these search processes are sort of perfunctory, like the team kind of knows what's going to happen, and therefore it's not like some big surprise at the end. And when Ben Johnson kept getting mentioned as the guy. I think clearly that's what everybody thought was happening and not to mention he was being set up as the next Sean McVay or what have you. But I really think that the commanders were, went in the commanders held a search process for the reasons you hold a search process because you don't always know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's a weird, it's a weird dynamic, right? You, you, you don't even always know these people, you know, the tape, you know, their reputation. Um, but you don't know them. So you, ha- you have the meetings to, to do that. Um, and, what, you know, as the, obviously the end of Ben Johnson saying, hey, I'm uh, bouncing the way that he did it makes for a clear sign that this guy um, isn't somebody they should probably be getting into bed with. But you don't know that <laughs> necessarily a month out. And they, you know, I, I, from what I can tell and I believe, like they weren't wedded to, one person they were open to 
a few people, which is reasonable. Like it isn't, you know, in the year that LeBron was the first pick, Carmelo went third and Dwayne Wade went fifth. Like some years there are a lot of guys who, you know, <laughs> you, you would like, and I think they really liked the, the their, you know, their top choices. Obviously uh, ben, uh, Mike McDonald was one, Dan Quinn, another, and, you know, it was a, it was an interesting journey for them to figure out what to do. And maybe they didn't get the quote unquote first one, but it doesn't mean, and I hate to say I'm so hokey here, but it doesn't mean that they didn't get the right one. And it's, it, it really is also just for me, like it was just such an interesting look at like what, how, how perception and reality are just not always the same thing that how media reports can get out there and to really try to shape the narrative of, of, you know, what somebody is trying to pitch and you got to figure out as the consumer, you know, what makes sense, what doesn't. And, you know, look, the, the, the perception clearly on some level is they, they got the less sexy hire of the, of the options. But again, like they, they liked Dan Quinn. This wasn't like, Oh, well, crap that, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're out of, uh, chicken parm at the restaurant now i gotta get something else like this is what you know they, they were cool with this and uh yeah it was really interesting just to you know to, to hear from different people the perspective of of kind of all that went down um across the board and how the commanders handled it and how others handled it as well yeah it's really um i think you guys wrote about it so well in that you know there were no there were there was nobody in the organization necessarily leaking anything to national people um and i was with a, a, a friend of of ours i know you know joe house really well and i was with him yesterday for for several hours i love joe he's one of the best and he said to me he said i'm just disappointed they got their fifth or sixth choice i'm like no that's what you think happened but that's not true and he's like, well, then they didn't handle the messaging properly. And that's where that, that's the next thing I want to ask you. Do you really think it matters that they perhaps didn't respond to the Ben Johnson is their top target and that's who they want? And we got Adam Peters and we're going to get Ben Johnson. Was it important in your view for them to, you know, somehow get the message out there that that wasn't true? Well, I don't know that it was important. I just think so that, it, you know, and I wrote this in the story that it is the the reality is because they were keeping such a tight uh, lock on their proceedings, on their thoughts, that there wasn't anything really getting out there. But we live in a society where we have pages to fill and, uh, you know, radio time to talk about stuff, right? So everything is going to get analyzed and focused on regardless of what you what you're doing or not so filling the only thing that was sort of filling the void with this notion that ben johnson was the answer so because they didn't put anything out like you said until very at the very end to say hey he may you know it's not a it's not a done deal it's not a lock that right. um th- th- things did good things did go wild so i don't know that they should have but the result of them not doing it kind of played out the way to play that, which again, it's yeah. hard for me to sit there and blame them for that. But it is to say, you know, if they had come out, who knows, a week or two earlier and said, hey, you know, this isn't, and I mean, like, you know, off the record kind of way, hey, where, where is this an open process? Um, but, you know, that's the thing, right? Like, I think sometimes people can say the honest truth. Like, so if you go back and look at what Adam Peters said at his original press conference, 
He said, we're not going to put a box on a big offense or defense. We're looking for the right leader or whatever. And that can easily sound like complete, you know, cliche, like Scott McLuhan saying, I just want football players, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it, <laughs> then you look at where they landed. And, I, again, I understand that they were looking at other people. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't think they had to do anything. I just think that yeah. they kind of got screwed because they were so disciplined by not saying anything. Yeah, and there was also a, a bit of an expectation built by the rapid hiring of the top available general manager candidate on the market. So that kind of set the table for an expectation that they would move rapidly and nail down the top you know, offensive coordinator, offensive mind that was available. But that process was just different. And as you said, and I know um, because I've been talking about it here for nearly three weeks now, Ben Quinn was always uh, impressive to them and always uh, on that list of potential head coaches. Um, and by the way, as it relates to messaging, I don't care that they, you know, for them, you know, there will be people because they're just stubborn that will believe that Dan Quinn was the seventh, you know, guy of the seven people and they had to settle for him. Um, But I don't think they should care at all about that uh, reaction. It'd be nice to have people in the building for the first time that actually don't have big ears and are, uh, you know, aren't sensitive to all of that. All right. So we move on. Um... The offensive coordinator search. Tell us what you know about that and how they landed on Kingsbury. Yeah, I, I uh, need to do need to learn a little bit more here. Um, you know, when the was it uh, Friday when the Raiders, I guess, and, and uh, Kingsbury supposedly had agreed to you know to a deal, nothing signed, but they had you know, come to some sort of agreement. Then the next day he uh, drops out and, and isn't doing it. Like immediately it became, Hey, keep an eye on Washington here. So I don't know if, you know, there was a jumping of the gun with the Raiders part. He got cold feet. Washington came back with a bigger offer or something. He just found more attractive. Not quite sure what happened there, but yeah, obviously they switched up, and this goes back to the to the whole Ben Johnson thing. If the whole point of getting Ben Johnson was you wanted somebody to help, um, you know, develop this quarterback that they're likely to get with the number two pick, well, they did that with Kingsbury. Now, I'm not saying he's the best option, and there's definitely a lot of questions about his coaching resume uh, over the years. But you know, th- this is what he is known for. He was Patrick Mahomes' college coach. He was with coaching Caleb Williams this past year at USC, or at least being one of the coaches uh, helping him. You know, Kyler Murray's had an up-and-down career, but, you know, the Cardinals had way more success uh, offensively with with Murray than they had in previous years, and Kingsbury was there. So, you know, they, at a minimum, got a guy who, you know, this is exactly why, you know, the the type of coach that you want when you're going to probably draft the quarterback at number two, or, you know, in, in the chance that Sam Howe, he's still he's such a young guy. So, uh, yeah, I, I you know, it's, as a package deal, it makes sense. And actually, you know, when they didn't, when, when McDonald was announced as the Seattle coach on Wednesday, and then Washington waited a bit until the next day, my, my thought was like, I wonder if they're trying to round up their coordinators. Like they know it's going to be Quinn and they're trying to round up their coordinators so that, 
they can make a package announcement sort of sort of like all at once. So it's not just, oh, here's Dan Quinn. It's here's Dan Quinn, but also these guys. So it's like, oh, okay, like it's it's, it's more substantial than just this guy who, you know, again, as we said before, people maybe felt a little bit let down because it wasn't the, the name that was being mentioned. Well, I don't know that Kingsbury's so. a name that's going to thrill everybody. I mean, <laughs> well, but yeah, again, I, mean, I don't think they should care. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, you know, ultimately he may not be, but, you know, and, and I do, you know, again, I do understand the questions, but, you know, just in terms of like, hey, this isn't, you know, I know we, did, we, we hired a defensive head coach, but look, it's not like we're going to ignore the offensive coordinator position or the or, or who's, who's going to teach the quarterback. We got this guy, you know, you can look at his record and make determinations for yourself, but, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, he, he's, a, he's a guy who's, who's got, you know, look, he keeps getting hired. I, you know, so like at some yeah, point, yeah, of course, people gotta, people gotta think him, he's you know, why he, yeah, he yeah. P- people like Cliff Kingsbury and like his mind, his offensive mind. But you you've said something here, and we're talking to Ben Standing, of course, that just worries me a little bit. Um, it doesn't worry me. Nothing worries me right now, right? But 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 you said something that would indicate that the the search committee hired the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator versus Dan Quinn hiring his offensive coordinator. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, the impression that I got was that this would be a Dan Quinn. He would he would be the one picking the staff. I mean, obviously. You know, just like with anything, you, you know, there's checks and balances along the way. But yeah, no, my, my impression was that this was going to be ultimately Dan Quinn's choices uh, along the way. I mean, obviously the defensive coordinator—that's an obvious one. You know, Wick has been with him both in Atlanta and Dallas, so they clearly have a relationship. So that makes sense. I don't know the relationship with uh, with Kingsbury. Uh, he did <laughs> way back in 2003. He and Peters. We're both in the New England organization, so I, I, I yeah, twenty years right. ago. I don't know if that matters, but um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, look, obviously, he, um, yeah, this was more of a Quinn hire than it was uh, when, uh, you know, the then say. I don't think Peters had like carte blanche to go hire Quinn. That was what the search committee existed. I think he had a big voice, obviously, but this one. You know, the coach has got to be able to figure out who he wants. So right. I, I'm under the impression, but I'm just saying at the same time. They wanted to, from a from a rollout perspective, see if they could, you know, get their ducks in a row so that everything could come out almost simultaneously. Yeah, just so everybody knows, too, Kingsbury um, interviewed multiple times for OC jobs. Raiders, Bears, I may be forgetting one at this point. He did get reportedly a three-year deal. I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. But how unusual is it for a coordinator to get a three-year deal? Um, I don't know that it's that unusual. I mean, uh, typically a lot of these c- contracts have um, sort of like when we, t- we look at like team option, player options uh, for, for, for player contracts, like they have these rollovers so the team can just kind of keep rolling it over. So, I mean, I heard three years um, as, as well. The um, But, you know, like, like a lot of the details, you know, I don't know the exactly. Is it is it – Two years with an option, thus making it three, or you know, I don't know the that, that I don't think it's that crazy. You know, he still had I mean, multiple years left on the deal that he signed with the Cardinals in March of twenty twenty two, less than two years ago. He signed a six year extension in Arizona through twenty twenty seven. 
You know, they were thrilled enough that they went to the postseason in 2021, no matter how bad that playoff loss was, to the Rams to give them a six-year extension. So I don't know how much of that will be kind of an offset with what the Cardinals are paying, you know? I don't know if he can collect his full contract with the Cardinals while also collecting an OC contract in Washington. Right. I don't know the 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 the, uh, the salary uh, along those lines. But by the way, I, like you know, Bienemy got a two year deal to come here. But I, like to me, that that two year deal kind of seemed like, look, we we all may be in trouble after one year, so we'll give you the two just to make it, you know, in case everybody gets blown out. But you know, a two year deal, um, you know, kind of it is what it is. Um, you, you know, I, I I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, people may have noticed I've not really mentioned Eric Bieniemy. If you guys, when we take calls, want to want to ask about Bieniemy, we've been saying to you for a long time now that he's not going to be a head coach. He's not going to be an offensive coordinator here, um, and yet there's still people um, that uh, that that believe that that was that somehow he was wronged. Just I'd remind everybody he was lucky. Washington did him a favor by hiring him last year because nobody else in the league wanted him. A year ago, a lot of you killed me for that during the off season. Nobody wanted him a year ago, and apparently nobody wants him right now. Although I did read that he did he interview for a, a job um, recently. Was it the Raiders job that Getsy just got? I don't know. Um, wishing the best though. Uh, what are we going to learn today during the press conference? Uh, other than Dan Quinn, will he? Will they formally announce the Kingsbury, the Joe Witt Jr.? Will we learn that Eric Bieniemy's um, and some of the staff members have been let go? What do you think happens today? Yeah. Um, well, so they've already announced Kingsbury and Witt, right? Yeah. That that much is is done. I don't know if they will be there or not. I do recall Del Rio, um, you know, was there when Ron was introduced. So, um, you know, it's certainly possible. Um, I think this conference, you know, I think now that you've got Quinn and Peters along with Harris all together, I think this is going to be a more in-depth press conference than the one that we've had so far with Harris and, and Peters. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of things to, to, to wonder, you know, I mean, how did you land on, you know, for Peters and Harris, how did you land on Quinn? For Quinn, how did you decide on Kingsbury? Is, is Quinn going to be the play caller? Um, you know, the, uh, all these types of – I hope uh, he is. I hope he is the play caller. I hope he doesn't move away from what he's done best. Um, he did it for basically half the time, I think, in Atlanta. The other half the time he delegated it. But I think he felt better doing it. I guess that's one of the questions for today. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing I started to think about over the last 48 hours or so when we were discussing, like, who might be the offensive coordinator. And, you know, to me, having somebody who has been a head coach, has run on offense, you know, as opposed to, like, promoting, like, a Clint Kubiak. Well, I guess he's actually been an OC. But, you know, beyond promoting somebody who has not done it before, that this might be the better way, allowing Quinn – to focus on both the defense, but also the head coaching responsibilities um, overall, you know? So yeah. I, I, uh, I think, you know, from that perspective, it makes sense. I mean, that's why, you know, when Chip Kelly was being mentioned that, you know, it sort of would have been the same uh, type of uh, type of deal as well. So, but yeah, I mean, this is like when you have, when you hire a coordinator to be the coach, it is always seems weird, like to then that person not 
continue to do the job that you were liking about them in the first place. Right. Um, you know, yep. I mean, Dan Quinn got, got on this level to be interviewed because of how successful Dallas has been the last uh, few years on top of whatever he did with Atlanta. So, yeah, I, I, I would think that would make a lot of sense. But, you know, hopefully we'll find some information about that uh, out today. All right. Good job. Talk to you later. See ya. Ben Standing, everybody. Ryan Abraham covers USC football. He'll join us next to talk about Cliff Kingsbury. Kevin Sheehan, show the Team 980 and com. All right, obviously the big news of the day, the Commanders have made it official. They are hiring Cliff Kingsbury as the team's offensive coordinator and Joe Witt Jr. as the defensive coordinator. Dan Quinn will speak for the first time as Commanders head coach today at 2.30 p.m. You can hear it right here on the team 980. Bradley Beal and the Phoenix Suns made his return to Washington yesterday. He had a season-high 43 points on his former team. The Suns beat up on the Wizards 140 to 112. The Wizards still in search of that Uh, elusive 10th win of the season. And that's what's trending. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.